Had a right belly full of this. Over a year it's been now. Do you believe that? George? George Walsh? I thought that was you. Paul Austin? I've uh, missed you so much. I don't know where you're headed, but can you call in oh, sick? Uh, yeah, uh, i got to get going. No, stay! It's good to see you, George. Come in. We can sit down, have a chat. Put it out there, you know, as a as a podcast. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a doozy. Uh. So it's series five, episode seven. The fucking Christmas one. I'm all out of whack. Episode seven, I think. Seven. Seven, eight, nine, uh, no, eight, maybe actually. Oh, Fuck shit. it, I'll check. I'll, I'll check. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is what happens, listeners, when you have a massive fucking break. Sorry, well, you have like, a week yet. break. Yeah, this is episode eight. <laughs> episode eight. Okay. Hello, and welcome back to Crass, Series 5, Episode 8. I'm Paul Austin. And I'm George Walsh. George. Yes. Let's just get right into it. Uh, new year, new start. Uh, I'd like to start every podcast with a new... I made it sound like there was going to be something new then, but there isn't. It's still yeah. Paul's Question Time. It's <laughs> Paul's Question Time! Paul's Question Time. Paul's Question Time. Same old shit. (laughs) George. Yes. Paul's question time. Mm -hmm. Which comic relief single do you listen to the most regularly? (laughs) Which comic relief... How... I'm assuming you're familiar with all the the comic relief. You you may Uh... be shocked to learn I'm not familiar with all of them. Um... What? I thought you were all into the music in that. Well... You're like, um... Van Morrison. I don't like Van Morrison. Next. Oh. Any more? <laughs> Next. No. Nope. You like um, <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel? Yeah, I don't remember them doing a, a comic relief single. I'm happy to be proved wrong, but I don't remember them doing a comic relief I single. I don't think they did, um, but I think uh, Mel Smith and Griff Reese jones did, and in many ways they're like the kind of comedy world equivalent of Simon and Garfunkel. They're they? not you've really, got, like, though, aren't they? Of course they are. You've got Mel Smith, he's like the talented one, he's your Paul Simon, and then you've got Griff Reese jones who's like um, Simon Garfunkel. Simon Garfunkel. <laughs> Art Garfunkel. All of this oh, sorry. All of this cruel sentiment towards Art Garfunkel, I think. I, I'm, I'm done with it. that. What do you mean you started I started it? it? You started when did it I start it? Well, you just did. No, I said I was the Paul Simon of Crass, is what I said, and you're the Yeah, well, we all know Crass, what the implication but... was there, don't we? No. No, I don't think we do. I think you're reading into that something which isn't there. I meant that you can sing falsetto. That's all I meant. You think and I'm I... just projecting? <laughs> I think you might be, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Listeners, something really weird has happened, but, like, George's call just went, like, he was saying, yeah... 
and <laughs> it just went yeah 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 imagine that but in like more of a mank whine it was like that over and over again and now he's gone uh so <laughs> you're listening live to like a technical issue i wish you could have heard it listeners maybe george could somehow recreate it um but it was george just in editing that was a repetition of yeah 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 i'm gonna call him ne- again now listeners George Walsh calling iPhone, it says. It's already going well. It's already going well. Bad sign, this. Right. Well, I'm having trouble calling George. <laughs> Welcome to Gift Guff's voicemail. Jesus Christ, listeners. Try leave my voicemail, listeners, live. So we record your message. Press hash at any time. George, um, I'm recording this voice message live uh, while recording, Crass. Um, where, what's going on? Where are you, man? I'm just I'm trying to call you here, and um, I'm getting nothing. It's just your voicemail. Welcome to Gift Gaff. Anyway, I'm going to call you back now. Okay, bye, 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 bye. It's still saying, welcome to Gift Gas voicemail. Fucking hell. What's going on? <laughs> Are you... I'm messaging him now, listeners. Are you calling me? Or has something else gone wrong? And I'm capitalising else. Gone. Right. He's left the voicemail. <laughs> Listeners, he's also left me a voicemail. I'm going to call him now. Uh, hopefully, he's typing, so he's not calling me. George Walsh. Calling iPhone. Hello? Hello? <laughs> I thought I'd really offended you there with the Art Garth uncle. <laughs> no, uh, George, I actually described what happened on my end uh, oh. on the recording. Oh, okay. So, um... So I can find out then. Well, you can find out what uh, I did, (laughs) my end, uh, just by ringing your voicemail uh, after. Okay, well, uh, so can you, George. (laughs) (laughs) There was a fucking Discogs list of all the comic relief singles. Yeah. I remember Amarillo was reissued for comic relief. Well, I don't think I'm I'm cheeky PTK. I have a feeling, and this is not based on any sort of actual research, listeners. Uh, it's just sort of how I seem to remember it. I don't think that was the comic relief single that year. It was just like a bit that Peter Kay did. And then, like, the popularity of that re-release of This is the Way to Amarillo. Mm. Or the popularity of the video within the, sh- the, within the stupid, annoying, overlong mm. programme. Yeah. Like made them re-release it, and then that got became the single that everyone remembered. Um, See, I had this single, or rather, my dad bought this single. Oh, okay, I, right, I, that explains. Wasn't it. my? I didn't have any say in the issue, and I'm <laughs> fairly sure it had Peter K uh, in a purple blazer it with a, a red nose on. But on the I cover. might be wrong. I think. I, I think re- it I did lead to a... There is a liner note in there that says, here's a tip, don't dazzle, dip. And I don't know why I remember that, but I do. <laughs> That's just come to mind. But, um, yeah. Well, there's a, you know, I think... Uh, maybe I'm wrong about the whole 
you know, that was the bit that got popular. But like, it's a nice story, isn't it, George? Even if it's not true, five hundred. <laughs> I, I, I would walk. I could walk five hundred miles. Sung by um, Peter Kay and Matt Lucas. That was another one. Two people pretending to be disabled. Do you think that would fly in this yeah. politically correct police state that we don't actually live in? Exactly, George. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, those were the days. Haha, <laughs> with Jimmy Savile in the Amarillo video. Why can't we go back to that? Yeah. We don't think that. We think the opposite of that. We don't actually think that. Um, some of the older ones, there's Cliff Richards, Living Doll with the young ones. Yeah. Um, Mr. Bean, I Want to Get Elected, or whatever it's called. What, the Alice Cooper song? There was a... Mr. No. Bean doing Alice Cooper. I don't... <laughs> I, do, I, I hope this is real. It was Bruce Dickinson and Smear Campaign, it was. Um, no, no. I want, it's a, what, or I want to, it's something like that, honestly. I, maybe I've got it mixed up. There's an Alice Cooper um, song called Elected. I want, to, I, it's, I want to be elected, I think. Um, well, that's the, one of the lines in the song. But the song's called I think, Elected. Yeah, but no, I think it's like a, it's either a cover. I can't really remember, George. I'll look honest. it up. You vamp more about oh, songs. Fucking, I've got a vamp. Well, you um, know about them. I don't know about the comic relief singles. Right, you're, well, the, just, you're the quoting discogs. You tell me. I'm I'm struggling with discogs. I I thought there was like a list of all of them, and now I can't find that list. And now I've only got three: Cliff Richards uh, with the young ones doing Living Doll, the Mr. Bean one I've just mentioned, and Peter Kay and Susan Boyle. But Peter Kay is Geraldine Thingy doing I Know Him So Well from um, Chess the Musical. <laughs> He won't leave it alone, Peter what? Kay. No, he? he won't. Well, he will now because he did. He, he did like the he did like the modern day frog chorus as well, didn't he? With a load of children's TV characters. That, they didn't that do the. Oh, they did. They did do a bit. It's of the not frog the frog chorus. chorus. It's the it's... equivalent of the frog chorus, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but by off. someone the without chorus. the ta- the frog chorus is way better without... than stupid fucking. That's what I'm saying. Isn't it? I said by someone. I was trying to say. By someone without the talent of Paul McCartney, but with the talent of Peter Kay. Well, yeah, that's exactly, what I was trying yeah. to okay, say. Okay, all right. Well. Uh, it was, it was a cover version of the Alice Cooper there you go. song "Elected." I yeah. bet you were waiting for that, listeners. It's fucking weird that that exists. I haven't it heard is it. Weird. That's just strange. But that's like that sums up all the comic relief singles. Fucking weird, listeners. Mm. Uh, if you want to tell us your favourite comic relief single, you can email us uh, at uh, thecrasspodcast at gmail dot com. It's just um, crasspodcast at gmail.com. Is it? No oh, fucking article. who cares at this point? It's only been, what, <laughs> four years, five years, or however long we've been doing this? Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm desperately trying to find out if Amarillo uh, <laughs> was a comic relief single. Oh, it, it, who cares? It doesn't matter. Just go with my story. If you were a true friend to me, George, you would just go with my story and you'd just accept it. Instead, you've got to like go looking for like tr- the actual facts. It was for comic relief. I know it was for, I know it was for comic relief, but I'm not, I know it was. That's not my point. My point is that like it wasn't the comic relief single of that year, but it like became the comic relief single because of the popularity within the actual show. I'm not saying it wasn't comic relief. I know it is. I'm just saying that's what I'm saying. I've just explained it then in that in then when I'm speaking. I don't want to fall out this early on in the podcast, but it's looking right. that way. <laughs> okay. Right, okay then. Okay. Touchy. Oh, it relief anyway, listeners. Rubbish, isn't it? It's even worse now that uh, Terry Wogan's popped his clogs. I know. What's even the point? I, I mean, Get it was rid. rubbish when Terry Wogan was still alive, but yeah. But now. He added a certain kind of charm to it, though. Yeah. What's the point? 
but charity, I guess. But yeah, like, cha- charity is very much the point. Charity. I think. All right. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Well, I've uh, for once I have to indulge one of the badly named features that you've come up with. Um, uh, so, so we're going to do a little crass tomato catch-up. Good name, good feature. Crass tomato catch-up. Crass tomato catch-up. Crass tomato catch-up. Crass tomato ketchup. Crass tomato ketchup. Crass tomato ketchup. Crass tomato ketchup with you. Yeah, I have a little crass tomato pomodoro uh, ketchup puree. Uh, Sick of this now. I've run out of tomatoes to to sort of bring up. How can you run out of tomatoes? There's loads of them, surely. Well, 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 go on then. You name some. Cherry. Sure, I've mentioned them. Um. Beef. Mention them. Them yellow. Peeled plum. Mention them. Chopped. Probably mention them. Ketchup. Not going to mention that. It's already in the title of the it's feature. In it. uh, crisps that were flavoured like tomato. Tomato flavoured crisps. Snaps. Snaps. They're right. good. Try shoehorning that in. Abruptly, <laughs> you know. All right. Um. Crass tomato. It's time for another crass tomato snaps with you. Doesn't work. All right, no, okay, it doesn't work. Anyway, anyway go uh, on with your crass tomato <laughs> ketchup. Wasting so, time. So, last week you asked me off podcast. This was listeners. You asked me mm-hmm. to pick a film up for you. In I did. Fop. Do you want to tell them what film it was? And- it was Faces. I couldn't find it um, in the ASDA. Mm. Uh, in Droitwich, which you know, I didn't have high hopes for, but it's the only place we can get any sort of Blu-rays or DVDs yeah. from. Is there not um, a Tesco as well you could have checked? No, it's just a Tesco Express, and they don't tend to have physical media in there. They just sell, like, greetings cards and and bread. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, so I asked you to go and find me a film called Faces. Yes, the um, John Cassavetes Exactly, film. it's a BFI release, listeners. Um, now... Paul here's pretending that he wanted this film, but it was only when I mentioned that I'd just bought it that he oh, suddenly wanted right. a copy. Oh, I want that. I want that film. I want one. I want it. It's just whatever you've got. Paulie Pops Postin wants it as well. Well, I went in. I'm a good Samaritan. I'm a good friend. I, I paid for it. Fox. I paid you for it. He paid, me, he paid the money for it, admittedly. But, <laughs> but I, I yeah, had I'll to... make it out. He's Mr. Generous. <laughs> I went and I actually went into town and got it. So I yeah, I but we in, yeah, but I, I got you a uh, fantastic Mr. Fox as well and sent you that. Well, it's funny you say that because actually your mum picked that up. All for right, me okay. Well, I was involved, in, and you took the credit. <sighs> I'm, I'm standing next to her when she was sealing the envelope. Uh, it's not the same, is it? Fine, whatever. But anyway, I I I was in town anyway. I went into Fop and I looked for a copy of this film, and they didn't have it. I couldn't see it on the shelf oh. anywhere. Now, oh, Fop has shit. had a few layout changes and things end up misplaced. So I, I basically rooted every part of that store to try and find it <laughs> where hell. the BFI DVDs and Blu-rays oh, might have been. Yeah, loads of effort went in. Couldn't find it. Uh, so then I had to do the thing that you told me that you always hated customers doing when you worked at HMV. Yes. 
which was that I had to ask for help um, at the desk, <laughs> well which I did. Annoying. The guy was a lot had a lot better um, customer you... relations skills oh, than again. you, because he was quite obliging. Was quite happy saying, "Oh, we, it says on the system Sucker. we've got to install." So I'll, I'll have a look. I'll have a look. He then looked in all the same places that I just. Yeah, waste in. of time. Waste of time. Yeah, weren't there? Weren't there? Could have told you they weren't there. <laughs> um, but uh, I just played stupid. I take it that you you lot prefer that you played stupid and just let him walk through all the same. To be honest, if a customer when I worked at H and V and a customer said I've already checked there, I'd be like, I, I don't believe you. You'd be skeptical, you. wouldn't you? Yeah, and you'd go and check. You are an idiot. So I can see on your face. Well. You. <laughs> I didn't play stupid. What I did was, oh, I had a look here, but I couldn't see it. Is what I right, said. Right. Okay. Which is the truth, yep. really? But I couldn't see it because I looked thoroughly. That—that's more true. Okay. Anyway, so we we looked all over the upstairs, and they said, um, "I'll just have to wait for my colleague to come up to man the tills, and then I can check downstairs and check the back room and the stock right. room." Forward. Could he not? It's, is there no way? I would just say that this is boring for you listeners, but as someone who used to work at HMV, surely they've got some method of like contacting each other. Like when I worked at HMV, what we used to do was we turn like the mm. volume on the speaker just down, like dip it slightly, so the the volume, would, so the music would be playing. It'd be like because you're gorgeous or whatever, <laughs> and then it'd be like <laughs> really up to date tunes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we'd like be like someone would come up and we and they'd be like help, I need help, my arm's falling off or whatever. I'd be like, okay, well, let me just go and get, uh, try and get my get my colleague over so I can leave the till. And I go yeah. down and go to the volume and I just turn it down because you're gorgeous. And then dip it back up, oh, gorgeous. And they'd be like, they'd know then. Oh, yeah. somebody needs my help at the tills, and they'd come running, and then I could carry on. Is then was there no method of? T- I suppose you don't know. I'm asking the wrong person. You don't work there. I didn't notice anything, uh, any any sort of signalling going on, whether it be through turning the volume down or through semaphore or no. through a series of flashing lights well, that wouldn't or anything work, like that. Would it? Because they're but on about the floor. two minutes later about two minutes later, um yeah, but there's a, a bit of a gap you could you could conceivably have lights yeah. downstairs or something. It's not it's not as stupid as you make it sound. <laughs> <laughs> Although admittedly semaphore is <laughs> Yeah. Not going to see the flags, are they, listeners? That's no, the exactly. Issue. That's the point I was making. How's that going to work, dickhead? Anyway, she came up the stairs after about two minutes. So okay. it wasn't the end of the world. But do you know who it was? And I realise now, halfway through this story that none of the listeners care about, it's a, <laughs> it relates to something I haven't said on the podcast before. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the person who comes up the stairs is uh, a member of staff who... When I was about six months, maybe a year ago, I was going to buy uh, a Criterion Collection film. I can't remember which one, but I was going to buy one. And I overheard this member of staff standing next to them going, I mean, honestly, who'd pay that much for a film? It's stupid. Oh, no. Like that. And I thought, all right, so you think I'm stupid, dude. I'm not shopping here again. Of course, I I went back the next day. And then when she wasn't on, bought the film. But it's not the point. Uh, the point was she was here now and she was the lifeline. So she goes behind the tills. The guy goes downstairs. He checks all the back rooms. He can't find the film. Oh, no. Oh, Shock horror. What do you do? 
So he asks her for help when he goes back up. He says, oh, I'm trying to find faces. And she goes, oh, Cassavetes. Right. Right. So someone's showing off about the high culture that she was snobby about six months ago. Um, She said, oh, faces. Yeah, one of them's been reserved. And the other one's in my stash. Oh. And the guy says, well, we've got a customer here who'd like to buy it. So... I said, oh, okay, I'll go and get it from me locker. Whoa. And so the copy of Faces that I bought was also an opportunity for me to enact revenge <laughs> against someone who deserved it. So I've kind of fulfilled... I don't know if you all think this counts, oh but I was wondering, God. have I fulfilled one of your New Year's resolutions? Have I achieved revenge by proxy? That oh is the question. God. Because that film's for you. You've paid for it. Yeah, but I've also had more than six quid's worth of pleasure in being able to deny that yeah. member of staff that film. I can't tell you how happy this made me, um, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but yes, well, that's it. if you want the film, if it's in your staff, you should have bought it, shouldn't you? And then you've got a receipt; it's yours. You own it then. Probably you shouldn't wait. have just waited. Probably waiting to get paid. Probably listeners. And a customer probably. can come in. A customer can come in and just every day looking at take it, her it. stash, excited for the day she can afford to get it. And She's going like... to have to go. She's going to have to go to the HMV in the Arndale where they're not doing the six quid BFI promotions and oh, pay fifteen no. quid for it. But only a mug would pay that much for a film, wouldn't they? The thing is, as well, I actually don't think that they're going to get faces back in. I think that that this might be their stock. I don't is it know out the of print? BFI. I think so. I think it might. Oh be out dear. Of print. <laughs> Good, good. I don't good. know that for sure, listeners, but I think it might be. <laughs> See, sometimes I wonder if the listeners... I mean, if they even... They're not listening to this bit. They're skipping through this. But if they are listening to this, I'm hoping it's really challenged a perception they may have of sort of you being petty and me being a little bit above it. I'm not above no, it. No, I don't think so. I think anyone thought that, George. I actually, honest to God, I don't think anyone thought that. That was just me hoping people had a better opinion of me. Listeners, me. if you ever thought that George was like a nice person, uh, email in, craftpodcast email at gmail.com. <laughs> do you not think that's And if we don't do get any emails, if we don't get any emails uh, saying that, then we'll just have to take it as read that they all thought you were a cunt. <laughs> oh, well, Thanks. Thanks. You're also encouraging them to email in to say that as well, aren't you? Though, in that, <laughs> that statement. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to get actual Again. facts out of them. You know, trying to engage. It's audience engagement, George. I've done a course. I've done a course yeah. on audience engagement and building your podcast, and that's one of the things they say Have to do: you? engage with the audience. Is this, is this why we keep getting emails from Verbal? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well. Well, it's all right. They won't be engaged because they weren't listening. Well, it's nice yeah. to have that, ladies. If you're listening, a uh, woman who works at um, FOP in, in Manchester. I've got your copy of Faces. Ha. Um, ha. <laughs> Jesus. Well, she said, if she obviously knows her stuff, ha. so she's obviously not snobby about, you know, you know, art, well, art house cinema. I don't know. She just was like, I, I think know. these are overpriced, which, you know, you can sort of... As much as I like... I think... As much as I like the Criterion stuff, it, let's face it, it is expensive. They're expensive, but... When you and it's especially the expensive restoration work that they do. Yeah, but it's, it's also it's especially expensive in, in HMV and FOP because so. of the recent price hike. Because they bump the prices. This isn't Criterion's yeah. fault. That's you know the f- fault of the company. No. You know, maybe that's what she was bemoaning. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was. I think what she was doing was saying any customer who buys any <laughs> of these films is a mug. 
And I think if you if you're one of those customers, you're well within your rights to take absolute delight in exacting revenge by taking if, a usually overpriced film away from that person. If, if the next time I came to um, Manchester, I found that woman and gave her that copy of Faces, would would you, would you be really annoyed? Yeah. I'll just, bear that in just, mind. Yeah, I would. I'll bear that in mind. What do I care? I got paid anyway. Just giving it. <laughs> More fool you. I've still got my copy of it. So. <laughs> Well, George, I think it's about that time where I like to ask... Uh, oh, that was shit. Um, Go again. Well, George, I think it's about time that I asked you to tell me what you've been watching this week. Tell me what you've been watching this week. You tell him you saw it on the, um, the telly. Um, I haven't really been watching that much this week, no, if I'm honest you with you. me. But uh, one of the things I did start watching uh the new series of the apprentice wow. was back there you go yeah uh hateful absolutely yeah. hateful and i'm not watching it anymore ever. this is exactly this is exactly what i i'm glad that you've come to this conclusion because that's the conclusion i came to ages ago and you mocked yeah. me for it didn't you george you said i yeah, didn't mock the, you for it did did <laughs> <laughs> no, what I probably said was it's quite fun laughing at all the cunts, is what I think I said. Yeah. But it's well, that's not think, fun well, that's anymore. That's what I thought. No, it's just It's just not a sign of maturity on your part that you found it distasteful before I did. It's, it's a little victory for me. It's listening. just, it's not though, is it? It's not. There's loads yeah, of ways in which I'm more mature than you, let's be honest. But I, 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 you have a sort of sense of duty that you hope it'll get better. and, And also... It comes down to how much you like Alan Sugar as well, and I've really yeah. gone off him. Crapstrad yeah. is how I like to think of him. <laughs> I don't know, he's just... He's come back and he's a bit lame. He's not um, funny anymore. No. And I'm actually starting to doubt whether whether he ever was. You know, was well, he this ever? Is a big, this is a big Sir revelation, Alan, I think, for this were podcast. Were you ever that funny? Lord mm. Sugar, whatever it was. See, because I think the funniest thing about him uh, is Crapstrad. Yeah, is the fact and that he's sort of presented as this brilliant business genius, and the company he ran was Amstrad. Yeah, so well, that's quite is... amusing. The other thing that's amusing is to put um, the word "granulated" in brackets after his name, as if it's officially <laughs> part of his title. But I, mm. I, yeah, I've gone off him. Well, there um, you go. It's not the same without Nick and Margaret. You've got to bear in mind they brought a lot. You've got to think it's about that. Been ages since they went, surely. It's been ages since they were in it. And the thing about this one, particularly, this I've watched the first episode. Normally, what I do is I watch it and count how many times the word candidate or candidates as is the said, listeners will hopefully and remember. Keep a little record. Yeah, uh, week one, six times. Don't know after that because I haven't watched no. it since. But the, all the candidates are really hateful like normally there's one who's who's got a little bit of something who's maybe a bit of a div and you can enjoy watching them be (laughs) foolish like oh can't remember when world war two was you know or whatever (laughs) it is that they say but they're all just hateful and they're all hateful in that kind of made in chelsea kind of way dubai the kind of people who get to dubai (laughs) that's what we're talking about here yeah okay i see 
Well, there you I go. hate Dubai, and I hate all people who go to Dubai for oh, fun okay. and who buy like coffees for the dogs and yeah, you know, yeah, it's stupid. I wouldn't be seen dead in Dubai. <laughs> I mean, that's a good title as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, George, I mean, this is a big revelation. Is that um, yeah. Alan Sugar on the No Fly list, the Crass No Fly list? I'd, I'd say I don't know about that. I just. Well, actually, I'll, if you look into it, there's probably things that he's said and done yeah, that probably. would warrant I'll just him add him. I'll him. add him anyway. Just put just him, on there. Sort of yeah. him on there. Yeah. Well, he can. He does. He wouldn't fly with us because he's got uh, no, Am's Air, his own airline, hasn't he? So he can fly with that. The, the thing that really Alan bugged me about it was sugar. the amount of times I, the amount of times I heard the word bougie during that first episode um. of of The Apprentice made me realise that I never want to watch it again. No. Uh, Good. Well, I'm glad you've seen the light, George. I'm glad that you've yeah. come to the realization that I came to. Ages oh, ago. I'm glad, George. I'm glad that you're uh, you finally caught up to where my superior intellect yeah. was. No, I'm, like just, that, I'm not saying that. George. I'm not going to say that. I'm not saying that. No, of course not. I mean, the other thing I watched this week is sort of the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, some nice telly. Have you ever <laughs> okay. seen any nice telly? Stuff, programs to. that are that are nice. <laughs> um. I caught about five okay. minutes of the repair shop, which right. is genuinely a program in which people bring in. Oh, it's a broken old desk uh, that my my dad bought me, and he died when I was six, and I'd like to get the desk repaired. Ooh-hoo. And it sort of it, it sets you off crying, and then they do like repair jobs on it, and <laughs> then they show it fully repaired to the to the punter, and he starts crying. My dad, it's like a brand new dad. It's like they brought my dad back from the grave. Yeah, yeah. It's basically the show, but I have to say I caught about five minutes of it, ten minutes of it, something like that, and I genuinely did think, well, that's quite, that's quite sweet, really. Actually, they've repaired that little toy train that that his granddad made. Did you? Ever... I'm going soft in my oh, old. Don't give me this. You're just trying to win sympathy back after the frankly hateful stuff you've said today. This is all that's you're doing that you're doing now. You're just trying to win favour with the listeners. I cry at things as well, yeah. listeners. I cry. Um, it's a Wonderful Life, as we <laughs> talked about. Uh, what else? I didn't cry at the repair Cinema show. Paradiso, when he like look, looks at the video at the end. That's, that's sad. Mm. That makes me cry. Video. Video, <laughs> video yeah. Yeah. So don't you know? Don't go. I'm. I'm. I cry and I'm, I'm sensitive. Yeah, I didn't cry at the repair shop, numb nuts. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying so that I like found it quite sweet. It doesn't, cry, it doesn't even That's cry at the repair man. shop. Yeah. Yeah. What a, yeah. No wonder he was cast as Herod. That's what <laughs> you're all thinking. Start as you mean to go on. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you're the sensitive soul on this show. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm the hard-nosed brute. <laughs> <laughs> Do so, yeah, me, why then, don't what? you tell me what you've been watching this week? <laughs> Thanks, George. Well, um, to be honest, George, I've not been watching that much this week. Mm. Um, I did watch. I went to the cinema. Um, mm. Just risky business, isn't it? Uh, well, that's I went on to see... still. <laughs> oh, no, very clever. Very clever. No, well, I went everything to see else new... is stuck in the eighties. In all right, good point. Droit Witch. It might as well still be on. Oh, you actually, you're right. Good point. No, George, be serious. Mm. What I went to see was the new uh, Paul Thomas Anderson film, yeah. Licorice Pizza. Yeah, seen it. Uh, I, enjoy- <sighs> I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Uh, thought it was very good, very stylish. Mm. Um, 
didn't love Bradley Cooper in it. That was probably my my sort of negative yeah. point. But apart from that, I thought it was really good. Do you like Bradley um, Cooper in anything else, or is it just... No, I don't, no. actually. Oh, I, don't mean, I don't mind like, him. No, yeah. He did The Hangover, which I think is is ghastly. I've not seen that. I've not seen um, A Star Is Born. No, I'm I've not, not seen that either. Um, his his thing that he did with Jennifer Lawrence. What what was um, that? Silver Linings Playbook. I quite like Silver Linings that, Playbook. Actually. Not seen that. Quite like. Um, so I don't really know much about him, but I um, I didn't really like him in Licorice Pizza. I thought he was a bit shit. Um, See, I didn't think that, but I didn't twig it was him. Weirdly enough, oh, until the end credits, I just thought, wow. You thought, wow. <laughs> I just thought, wow, he's a bit unhinged. Well, yeah. Um, he's a real, based on a real guy. I know he is. He was married Bar- to Barbara Streisand. Yeah, Barbara Streisand went out with for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I like Lucas Pizza. What mm. I will say, though, is that it reminded me of how awful going to the cinema is sometimes. Yeah. Because there was a woman on the same row as me, far, far end. And throughout the whole, throughout the whole film... Yeah. She was yawning, mm. but she wasn't just like yawning. She was going, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the whole time. Mm. <sighs> it was like Jesus Christ. I mean, I like a loud yawn as much as the next person, but not yeah. when the film's on. Jesus, <sighs> yeah, like that. So you just it's set not me fun, off. is it? No. <laughs> There was someone um, sort of twitching their leg against the chair in front oh, no. when I went. That was making a bit of a noise, but you know, who but am you I know. to sort of criticise that? I think that's less annoying than, than yawning. I think it, a little bit. Yeah. Jesus. But that's what I was watching. But while we're on the subject of telly, um, somebody, a listener... Yeah, it was a film, so... All right, okay, but the feature is... Right, yeah, the feature's what I've arguing. been watching. It's not even worth arguing with you anymore, I know, I George. Because if you're going to be pedantic and <laughs> a lovely, I was just about to say a very kind listener sent in uh, a little something for us to cover on Crass. Yes, um, so to me, not to you, George. Not to me. Sent it to me, not to the email address, but to you. Yeah. Well, no, they didn't because they, have, they can't. Say, how can you send a book to an email address? Right. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was Fucking a message. Fucking hell. Well, How just wait and let me cover it instead of chipping in. Right. Okay. So a, f- a fan sent you <laughs> a book. A what fan sent me that? a book. Uh, Emily, uh, you know who you are. Thanks for sending this. Well, yeah, she's someone called Emily, isn't she? she Blockbusters. She Sorry, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. Doing it's it again. the Blockbusters quiz book one. Mm. Uh, first published in 1985. Um, right. So obviously it's right down our street. I'll just send you uh, a couple of pictures of this book, George. Um, it's a lovely. It's got a lovely picture of Bob Bob Holness on the front. Cheeky um, Bob Holness. Cheeky Bob Holness. Not the first person to play James Bond. That's wrong. Um, as some people may be mistaken and might think that's true. Barry Nelson was the first on-screen James Bond. Stop! You're whinging about me being immature. And I've sent you those pictures. Going, sent you those pictures now. There going <laughs> when I'm trying to impart a bit of trivia to the listeners. One seventy-five. This cost uh, when it was brand new. Um, yeah, based on the from... Central Independent Television series. I presume it's from a charity shop, but like, there's mm. no price written anywhere, so maybe it was just picked up from the ground. <laughs> <laughs> there's quite a big 
uh, ominous brown stain. So, listeners, there'll be a picture pictures of this book on the Twitter, as always. Mm-hmm. Um, but George, I thought we could have a, we could play a little bit of blockbusters. Yeah, uh, let's right go here, for right it. now. Um, notes on blockbusters quiz book one. This book adaptation of blockbusters. <laughs> this book adaptation, like it's some sort of like novel. Novel. Uh, it's a novelization very, of blockbusters. <laughs> novelization of blockbusters. The very successful central television series game. Yeah. If they do say so themselves, central. That's uh, your neck used, of the woods. Can be used. Yeah, it is. That's my. That's 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 us. I invented blockbusters. Yeah, basically. Well, I'm in um, Granada, so I invented Coronation Street. Basically. All right. And the Krypton Factor. Who remembers the Krypton Factor? No one. Nobody. They're all. Six Nobody years who listens old. to this. Um, the very successful central television series game can be used in one of two ways. By yourself, you can solve the clues as you would a crossword puzzle, writing the answers in the spaces provided and shading or colouring in the hexagons, or you can play it as a game with friends. Why one would you bother the with the master. hexagons if you were That's playing me. on your own? Because I don't know. I don't you know. Just, just for would... fun. Why bother doing anything in life? Why bother making a podcast? No, 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 no. You might as well just do anything. No, 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 no. Why would you willfully block yourself? That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's yeah, not. It's not why do anything. It's not the same as why do anything. I'm saying why right. would you willfully sort of go? Oh, I'll, ooh, I'll block myself there because I got it wrong. Stupid game. <laughs> Play it with friends. Well, that's what we're doing now. One being the yeah. quiz master and two being competitors. Well, actually, that's not what we're going to be doing. No, because there's, there's only because there's only one. one. So basically. One. And I'm I'm guessing the cards will be stacked against me. I'm guessing I'll have to come up with. I'm one not extra playing. Clue. I'm just the quiz master, George. You're just playing against yourself. But you'll so see I'm... how I've made it more tricky. Don't worry. Right. Right. Um, uh, <laughs> so well, let's just go to the quiz. So I want you now, George, to pick a number between one and fifty-five. Oh uh, God! <laughs> just to show that I've not like picked a, like a hard one or pick mm. one that you won't know or one that will be easy. It's entirely yeah. random. Pick a number between one and fifty-five. Um, 25. 25. Yeah. Right. So, uh, would you like to go uh, left to right or top to bottom? Top to bottom. Okay, well, that's the slightly easier one. Do you not yeah, want to go? Yeah, that's why I picked it. All right. Right, so, uh, I'm going to give you the letters uh, that you can Bob pick Holmes from. Imagine taking this long to do this feature. <sighs> go on, no, go I'm on. I'm going to let on. you... I'm going to read out the letters... Yeah, from the top row, and you can pick any, George. I'll let you have that. F T P S M. What? F T P S M. Which one are you going to pick? I'll have a P, please, Bob. He said it, George. Yeah. What P is a ride on the back and shoulders of another? Piggyback ride. Right, probably right. I'm not actually going to look up the answer because it's sort of obvious, isn't it? Because it is. Well done. Thanks. Uh, next, we'll go to the next row. W H D A K. Which are you going to pick? One of which ones are adjacent to the P? Ah, ha, ha. I'm not telling you which is the next one that's linked. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> right, go through them again. Go through them again. Uh, <laughs> now you can't remember the messed up order you read them D- in. <laughs> w D. No. W D H A O. I'll go O, please, Bob. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. <laughs> this is going to end with me doing every single clue in the book, isn't it? 
Go on. What O, George, what O goes before hall, look and board? What? What O hall. goes before hall, look and look board? Board. How are you spelling board? B-O-A-R-D. Okay. What O? This Is this obvious? I, I'm struggling here. Oh goes before hall, what and board. Look, Jesus look. Christ! Look, it's like doing this fucking quiz book in an old people's home. <laughs> hall, look and board. Jesus, come no. on! No, sorry. No. Well, George, the answer was over. Oh, over overlook and overboard. Over, overhaul. Oh. You didn't tell me how hall was misspelled, did you? Oh, well, you didn't ask, did you? Because I assumed wrong. Fucking well, that's your that's your prerogative. I did right, got well, that. I'm sitting here thinking I've never have orchestra hall, but that's not what you call it. <laughs> um, it's a concert hall. You don't call it an look. We're gonna be board. look. We're gonna need to make this quick, we're otherwise we're gonna be night. here all day. A D H C. Which one are you gonna pick? C. C. I can. Ref- oh, hang on. I've just sorry. <laughs> just accidentally given you one from the third row. <laughs> C in the third row. Um, George. Yeah. Uh, what C was a British premier? Oh dear. What C was a British premier at the time of the Munich crisis? What C? Yeah. Was a British premier. 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 All right, what's the difference? P-R-E-M-I-E-R. There's no E at the end. But that's that's an alternate spelling of premier in English, not in French. All right, fine. Premier then. If I'm wrong, French astronauts, I apologise. What What C was a British premier at the time of the Munich... What C was a British premier... Shut up! What C (laughs) was a British premier at the time of the Munich crisis? Is this interesting, listeners? Churchill. Wrong. It's Chamberlain. Chamberlain. No, you don't get it? a second go. You don't get a second go. You got it's it wrong. Chamberlain. It was Chamberlain, Both but cons. you said Churchill so. like a div. ADHW, George. W. I can refer- you mean I mean you've still not you might end up going fucking left to right at this rate. Premier. <laughs> Why would you say Premier? What do you mean? Why would you- we don't call we don't call the Prime Minister the Premier in this country, do we? We call them the Prime Minister. Yeah, but like that's that's what it says it's in the like book. Not like the Chinese premiere. It's used mm. in that context. Well, the book's shit. What W is sometimes... No wonder it was found in a charity show. I'm glad you were sent this, this and not weird. me. What W is sometimes called Mountain Dew... No, hang on, it's not weird. <laughs> what W is sometimes called Mountain Dew and is a Scottish drink? What W is sometimes called Mountain Dew and Mountain is a Scottish drink? Dew. Again, it may drink. have been called Mountain Dew capitalised in the 80s. Mm. Um, and is a Scottish drink. And is a Scottish drink. Whiskey. Correct. Thank God. Can't believe I was questioning. Is whiskey a Scottish drink? Beginning with W for a second there. <laughs> mm. Right, George. Uh, A D H. Oh, H. <laughs> um, what H were French Calvinists persecuted from the? Oh, fucking hell. I'm not Bob Olness. 
No, what you are H, not Bob Olness. What H were French Calvinists persecuted from the 16th century onwards? Huguenots? He's getting it, listeners. He's getting it. Well done. Right. A or D? D. Where's D? What D wrote the Three Musketeers? Uh, Dumas. Come on, here we go. He's bringing it home now. Uh, K or A? Oh, no, hang on. Shit. K. What? You, no, hang on. You wanted to go um, down, didn't you? So I'll, I'll yeah. skip the ones that you're... Uh, you know, closer to doing, and just go to uh, the oh, next, the next row down. R E N U or L? E, please, Bob. <laughs> Maybe that was a bad move. What E is called a wapiti or a moose in North America? Elk. Correct. Here we go. You're doing well now. Had a shaky start, but we're getting there. I can't believe this. Uh, I'm going to pull the head off this teddy bear if this. <laughs> over before, before long. R N U or L? L. Fucking hell. <laughs> well, if you showed me a picture of what the board looked like. <laughs> That's not the point. That's not the game we're playing. 20 minutes we've been playing. Right. Fucking hell. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, do you know what, George? I'm going to be good and I'm going to let you go left to right or whatever. Uh, a or K? A. Uh, what A is habitually forgetful and often a professor? What? What A is habitually forgetful and often a professor. Habitually forgetful and often a professor. Help here. What is a phrase forgetful? Beginning with A? Yeah. Um, Absent-minded. That is shit. Really that is shit. And to, that is shit. To get... I nearly said amnesiac, <laughs> thinking, what's that got to do with professors? Right, K, this is the that last is one you shit. need, George, to form a fucking right. r- a row. Come on, K. Right. 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 Final question. What K Come on, Blockbusters. What K is applied to close cousins because of the way they are greeted? Oh very uncomfortable phrase, kissing cousins. <laughs> hey! Put a bit of music in from Blockbusters when they've done a row. Well done, George. Well done, you did it. Oh, thanks. Thank God, thank Christ. Thanks, Emily, for that. There isn't a gold run, is there? Please tell me there isn't. There actually isn't a gold run. There isn't, like, a gold run section. And next week we'll be playing the other central television game show hit, Bullseye, the board game. don't tune in for that one, listeners. Imagine how would the fuck would that work? Exactly. Remember when we said we were going to do a short one this week? A short George? one, yeah, a short one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it's a very popular feature, and we haven't had it in a while, oh, but no. this last week, I had it myself. I had it myself? <laughs> I had, okay, I had myself. I had... <laughs> Let's go. Sorry, we can just just sustain the energy just long enough to do this bit, and then we can all go to bed. I had myself a little eBay adventure. Jingle. Hey. Wait, what? eBay adventure? I've never done that before. Ever. 
Wait, what? eBay finished? We've never done that forever. So you'll remember at Christmas, I was uh, bemoaning the lack of Humphrey Bogart biographies yes. uh, available in Waterstones, and I was whinging that there were loads of biographies for and autobiographies for people who really don't deserve them. I'm talking about your Jimmy Cars, your Alan Cars, your Frankie Boyles, those types of people. Yeah. Well, I thought let's check out eBay. I'm sure in you know he died in 1957. There must have been a biography written between then and now. You'd have thought so. Surely. Maybe in America there might have been. Mm. I'll pop on eBay. And I found one called Bogart, the Man and the Legend. Sounds promising. There were a few copies of this. Um, They were all ludicrously overpriced, except for one that was £5 or best offer. Now, I'm not made of money, (laughs) so I'm not going to give him £5 for it. It's an old book. Uh, so I offered Three. them two quid. Two quid, Jesus, you stingy <laughs> cunt. Fucking hell. <laughs> Which was rejected. <laughs> well, five quid, two quid. I mean, it's basically the same. I can't believe it? you try and pass me off as the stingy one. <laughs> no, right, okay. If you're selling a book for a fiver, but you're saying, well, I'll take an, I'll take an offer on it. <laughs> you, you've got to reasonably expect that they'll probably take about three quid, two quid. For it, if the same. They didn't, though, did they? They said no to well, this two is, quid. They said no to two quid. Didn't make me a counter offer or anything. Just went, no. So wow. I got back to them. I put three quid. Send. Uh, and then the, the thing was, I did this immediately after they turned down my offer. And yet they okay. made me wait 18 hours before telling me no again. <laughs> like, surely your phone would have just gone off. You'd have seen some, oh, they've made an offer again. Yeah. But no, made me wait, kept me waiting to say, nope. So they didn't want three quid for it. They didn't want two quid. They don't want three quid. They want five quid. I could have the book for five quid, but why say you're taking offers when you're not, you know? So I thought, right, last chance, four quid. It's the last chance saloon. I'm not going. I'm not paying you the five quid. I'm not giving you the How satisfaction of giving you five quid. Four quid, send. Yep. Another 18 hours they made me wait <laughs> before accepting the offer. Hey, oh, good. there you go. you got a bargain. Top of the league. Right, so I, uh, so I pay because I'm a good yep. eBayer. I pay straight away, and uh, go, you know, go to sleep. And then the next morning, I wake up and I check my email. It says refund issued. Your order has been cancelled, without oh. any, without any, um, you know, without any message sent, per, like any or, an apology or an explanation. No, no, just, just the sort of usual e- eBay oh, sort dear. of. Uh, bureaucracy. Your order has been cancelled. Your refund will be issued. So I have to wait. What, three to seven business days now for four quid to go back into my bank? (laughs) Right. Because this fanny didn't have that. I'm not going to call them a fanny. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit much. (laughs) I don't know, maybe I should, I don't know. (laughs) It made me chuckle. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah, because this person yeah. um, cancelled my order. So I, I sent them an email. I said, why have you cancelled my order? Yeah, I didn't call yeah. them a fanny in the email. I kept that in no, mind. I no, I, d- I didn't think you had. Did they take 18 hours to reply? No, they responded pretty much immediately. They said, oh, oh well, when I went to check, when I went to find the book to send to you, I found that it was water damaged. Oh. So I'm not, I won't send it. 
So my question to you now is, who yeah. haggles over the price for a book that you that, that that person does or does not know whether or not it is sellable condition? <laughs> who puts someone through three days of winding each other up? Ooh, yeah. No, I'm not giving it for two quid. Oh no, I'm not going to let you have it for three. Quid. <laughs> no, you can't have it for. You can have it for four quid. Oh no, you can't. Who does that? Who does that? Yeah. That I. I and, Did you offer? And and and. <laughs> On eBay, you can't leave negative feedback for an order that has been cancelled. Oh, no. That's a pisser. I really wanted to bring their rating down by slagging them off. <laughs> it's so petty. Don't order from this person. They'll only cancel it on you 24 hours later. Angry with the world. <laughs> so, so instead of giving them negative feedback on, on eBay, I'll just sort of slag them off on, okay. on a podcast no one listens okay. to. <laughs> well, hopefully that ended works. Up having to buy it, ended up buying it from another account. For six quid, oh dear. and it's turned up, and it smells like it's been water damaged. It smells <laughs> musty, but not like a not that charming old book, slightly old book smell. No, no, it smells like it's been in a soggy basement. I have to say, I have to say, the Blockbusters quiz book smells a bit rank as well. Um, yeah, well, th- my advice: night. Tupperware box and a bit of. Um, Baking powder, bicarbonate of soda. Oh, really? Uh, interesting. It's taken the edge off it massively, but <laughs> I, I paid over the odds yeah. for a book that I couldn't then read when it turned up. Oh, dear. Because I was worried, well, what if I'm turning the pages and then, I don't know, I've scratched my eye or something and I'm putting, like, mould spores from the paper in my eye. <laughs> wait, 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 get, wait, like, wait. wait. eye disease or oh, something. Oh, right. Hang for a second, when you said scratch your eye, I thought you meant scratch your eye with, like, one of the pages. <laughs> Thought, how fucking pages. close are no. you reading this book? No, you you tend to you turn the glasses, pages with your I finger. I think you were that no that bad. Right, well, when you read a book, you'll learn this when you. Oh, actually I read know a book what you mean day, now. I was just saying. You turn pages oh. with your fingers, and you sort of tend well, to scratch yourself. Stick your, with your fingers in your eyes. Stick your you? finger like rub it around. I'm not saying stick it right in your eye. I'm saying if you scratch your eye, and there's a mold spore, a microscopic little bacterium on your finger, and then you go blind. As a result, why don't you wear gloves? I didn't want to do you that. Have, we could have worn gloves, like they do in like wear, in like libraries, well, like, like on the antiques roadshow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of you, one of us went to the library. The other one went to the antiques roadshow. <laughs> Guess which? Boring, isn't it? The antiques roadshow. That'd be scrapped. Yeah. That'd be scrapped. It probably will well, be. Might be now. <laughs> but yeah, is that eBay, eBay adventures. adventures then? Yep. Brilliant. We can go now. Barnstorming we can go. We can feature that. All right. Fucking hell. Sorry, listeners. Don't Sorry that you had to like. Them. For them, have a choice. No, I... we, you don't have a choice, and I don't have a choice. All right, that's true. That is true. I imagine for them that was a bit like sort of watching your parents argue, like, and you're <laughs> in <laughs> and a you're supermarket in... or whatever, and you're like in the trolley, and they're just arguing over you. That's what it was yeah. probably like. What would what? But anyway, we love each other really, don't we? Love each other really. Yeah. Um. You know, we always make up in the end. Mm. <laughs> you can email us uh, crasspodcast at gmail dot com. Yep. Uh, or on Twitter. Yep. Uh, at the Crass Podcast. Mm. George, do you want to tell them what my Twitter is? Yeah, left sure. the wrong one. For if you, you want it, really. to see uh, Paul's inane tweets about just nonsense, really, then you can go to. At Bumbledoon. That's Bumble D O N. Yeah. On Twitter. But why waste your time doing that? Oh, God, 
But, but let's get out of here. Bye, listeners. Bye. Oh, hang on. No, I've not cut that. I'm going to play your um, voice message. So I'm going to have to hang up, George. (laughs) I'll speak to you in a second. Okay, bye. Bye. Fucking hate that cunt. Fucking can't. (laughs) Fucking can't stand that fucking guy. Literally, like... Right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold this. Hopefully this works. When you're weary, feeling small, when tears are in your eyes, I will dry them all. I'm on your side. Oh, when times get rough and pain is all like a bridge over troubled water I will lay me down like a bridge over troubled water I will lay me down beautiful delete <laughs> <laughs>